Chapter Six of the Secret City. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Secret City by Hugh Walpole. Chapter Six. I must speak for a moment of myself. Throughout the autumn and winter of 1914 and the spring and summer of 1915, I was with the Russian Red Cross on the Polish and Galician fronts. During the summer and early autumn of 1915, I shared with the Ninth Army the retreat through Galicia. Never very strong physically, owing to a lameness of the left hip from which I have suffered from birth, the difficulties of the retreat and the loss of my two greatest friends gave opportunities to my arch-enemy, Sciatica, to do what he wished with me, and in October 1915 I was forced to leave the front and return to Petrograd. I was an invalid throughout the whole of that winter, and only gradually during the spring of 1916 was I able to pull myself back to an old shadow of my former vigor and energy. I saw that I would never be good for the front again, but I minded that less now in that the events of the summer of 1915 had left me without heart or desire, the merest spectator of life, passive, I cynically believed, indifferent. I was nothing to anyone nor was anyone anything to me the desire of my heart had slipped like a laughing ghost away from my ken men of my slow warmth and cautious suspicion do not easily admit a new guest moreover during the spring of nineteen sixteen petrograd against my knowledge wove webs about my feet i had never shared the common belief that moscow was the only town in russia i had always known that petrograd had its own grace and beauty but it was not until sore and sick at heart lonely and bitter against fate haunted always by the face and laughter of one whom i would never see again i wandered about the canals and quays and deserted byways of the city that i began to understand its spirit i took to the derision of my new friends two tumble-down rooms on pilot's island at the far end of ekaterinkovsky prospect here amongst tangled grass old deserted boats stranded ruined cottages and abraded piers i hung above the sea not indeed the sea of my glebshire memories this was a sluggish tideless sea but in the winter one sheet of ice stretching far beyond the barrier of the eye catching into its frosted heart every color of the sky and air the lights of the town the lamps of imprisoned barges the moon the sun the stars the purple sunsets and the strange mysterious lights that flash from the shadows of the hovering snow-clouds my rooms were desolate perhaps bare boards with holes an old cracked mirror a stove a bookcase a photograph and a sketch of raphael cove my friends looked and shivered i staring from my window on to the entrance into the waterways of the city felt that any magic might come out of that strange desolation and silence a shadow like the sweeping of the wing of a great bird would hover above the ice a bell from some boat would ring then the church bells of the city would answer it the shadow would pass and the moon would rise deep gold and lie hard and sharp against the thick impending air the shadow would pass and the stars would come out breaking with an almost audible crack through the stuff of the sky and only five minutes away the shop lights were glittering the izvoschiks crying to clear the road the tram bells clanging the boys shouting the news around and about me marvellous silence in the early autumn of nineteen sixteen i met at a dinner-party nikolai leontievich markovitch 
in the course of a conversation i informed him that i had been a year with the ninth army in galicia and he had then asked me whether i had met his wife's uncle alexey petrovitch semyonov who was also with the ninth army it happened that i had known alexey petrovitch very well and the sound of his name brought back to me so vividly events and persons with whom we had both been connected that i had difficulty in controlling my sudden emotion markovitch invited me to his house he lived he told me with his wife in a flat in the angliski prospect his sister-in-law and another of his wife's uncles a brother of alexey petrovitch also lived with them i said that i would be very glad to come it is impossible to describe how deeply in the days that followed i struggled against the attraction that this invitation presented to me i had succeeded during all these months in avoiding any contact with the incidents or characters of the preceding year i had written no letters and had received none i had resolutely avoided meeting any members of my old atriad when they had come to the town but now i succumbed perhaps something of my old vitality and curiosity was already creeping back into my bones perhaps time was already dimming my memories at any rate on an evening early in october i paid my call alexey petrovitch was not present he was on the galician front in tarnopol i found markovitch his wife vera mikhailovna his sister-in-law nina mikhailovna his wife's uncle ivan petrovitch and a young man boris nikolaevich grogov markovitch himself was a thin loose untidy man with pale yellow hair thinning on top a ragged pale beard a nose with a tendency to redden at any sudden insult or unkind word and an expression perpetually anxious vera mikhailovna on the other hand was a fine young woman and it must have been the first thought of all who met them as to why she had married him she gave an impression of great strength her figure tall and her bosom full her dark eyes large and clear she had black hair a vast quantity of it piled upon her head her face was finely moulded her lips strong red and sharply marked she looked like a woman who had already made up her mind upon all things in life and could face them all her expression was often stern and almost insolently scornful but also she could be tender and her heart would shine from her eyes she moved slowly and gracefully and quite without self-consciousness a strange contrast was her sister nina mikhailovna a girl still it seemed in childhood pretty with brown hair laughing eyes and a trembling mouth that seemed ever on the edge of laughter her body was soft and plump she had lovely hands of which she was obviously very proud vera dressed sternly often in black with a soft white collar almost like a nurse or nun nina was always in gay colors she wore clothes as it seemed to me in very bad taste colors clashing strange bows and ribbons and lace that had nothing to do with the dress to which they were attached she was always eating sweets laughed a great deal had a shrill piercing voice and was never still ivan petrovitch the uncle was very different from my semyonov he was short fat and dressed with great neatness and taste he had a short black moustache a head nearly bald and a round chubby face with small smiling eyes he was a chinovnik and held his position in some government office with great pride and solemnity it was his chief aim i found to be considered cosmopolitan and when he discovered the feeble quality of my french he insisted in speaking always to me in his strange confused english a language quite of his own with sudden startling phrases which he had snatched as he expressed it from shakespeare and the bible he was the kindest soul alive and all he asked was that he should be left alone and that no one should quarrel with him 
he confided to me that he hated quarrels and that it was an eternal sorrow to him that the russian people should enjoy so greatly that pastime i discovered that he was terrified of his brother alexey and at that i was not surprised his weakness was that he was impenetrably stupid and it was quite impossible to make him understand anything that was not immediately in line with his own experience unusual obtuseness in a russian he was vain about his clothes especially his shoes which he had always made in london he was sentimental and very easily hurt very different again was the young man boris nikolaevich grogoff no relation of the family he seemed to spend most of his time in the markovitch flat a handsome young man strongly built with a head of untidy curly yellow hair blue eyes high cheekbones long hands with which he was forever gesticulating grogoff was an internationalist socialist and expressed his opinions at the top of his voice whenever he could find an occasion he would sit for hours staring moodily at the floor or glaring fiercely upon the company then suddenly he would burst out walking about flinging up his arms shouting i saw at once that markovitch did not like him and that he despised markovitch he did not seem to me a very wise young man but i liked his energy his kindness sudden generosities and honesty i could not see his reason for being so much in this company during the autumn of nineteen sixteen i spent more and more time with the markoviches i cannot tell you what was exactly the reason vera mikhailovna perhaps although let no one imagine that i fell in love with her or ever thought of doing so no my time for that was over but i felt from the first that she was a fine understanding creature that she sympathized with me without pitying me that she would be a good and loyal friend and that i on my side could give her comprehension and fidelity they made me feel at home with them there had been as yet no house in petrograd whither i could go easily and without ceremony which i could leave at any moment that i wished soon they did not notice whether i were there or no they continued their ordinary lives and nina to whom i was old plain and feeble treated me with a friendly indifference that did not hurt as it might have done in england boris grovoff patronized and laughed at me but would give me anything in the way of help property or opinions did i need it i was in fact by christmas time a member of the family they nicknamed me durdles after many jokes about my surname and reminiscences of edwin drood my russian name was ivan andreevich we had merry times in spite of the troubles and distresses now crowding upon russia and now i come to the first of the links in my story it was with this family that henry bohun was to lodge End of chapter 6